Hello and welcome to the podcast. Today we are talking with Will Taylor. He's come back for a second episode. Um, so today we're talking about how you can go ahead and crush 2022, uh, how you can set goals, set them sustainably, and actually set goals that you're going to be able to go ahead and achieve. Uh, it's a very common phenomenon that a lot of us set New Year's resolutions at the new year, um, and undoubtedly a lot of us fall behind and don't actually get them done. So today we're talking about how you can set these goals, how you can make sure that you achieve them, and what you need to do to make sure that you get there along the way and ultimately hit the end result that you want to achieve. So without further ado, let's jump into the podcast. Right. Welcome back to the podcast, Will. Second uh, second go. I think it's the third one we've done, isn't it? So um, we've just been out for a lovely little coffee, a bit of a gym session this morning. It's coming to the end of the year. Um, and I thought we would sit down and talk through what people can do to, you know, crush 2022 what can they do to kind of absolutely just smash the year ahead and um, I think we're going to go through what we've discussed before just five tips that you can take away from the end of this podcast put into action for January 1st and make sure that 2022 is uh, maybe a little bit better than you know 2020 has been and 2021 has been for many people with COVID so um, jumping in the first one we've spoken about and uh, I'll let you kick things off with this but number one and the, probably one of the most important ones, because if you don't know what you're doing, it's the importance of having a clear goal. Yeah, it's it's so important. Like with as you exactly as you said, with the year that we've or the last eighteen months that we've had, it, you know it, everything's just been so disjointed and you know so just out there, just different to what we're used to, and even having some kind of something to look forward to or some kind of structure to your life has been really, really tricky with, with everything that's been going on. So I think now is a better time than ever just to hit the reset button and just really think about what is important to you right now and where it is that you want to go. And as you say, having some goals in place are going to be super important going into 2022 if, if you know, you want to absolutely make the most of it. So, um, you know, I suppose the, the the most important thing is knowing how to make goals, yeah. Um, and 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 what areas in your life that you you want to choose goals for, um, like for example, for me it's you know business. There's a a lot of personal things that I want to get on top of going into next year. Income, you know, there, there there's so many different areas, but it's about making sure that we can set some specific goals and targets and, and things that are achievable, you know? Yeah, I think that's that's a big one. A lot of people will kind of set themselves some goals, but they're not, I think that's a good one, is like, how do you set yourself goals? I think a really good way to kind of break this down and something that I've used a lot in the past is kind of look at where you want to go first, because if you don't know where you're going, it's kind of like, I always use this analogy with clients that imagine you're in a boat in the middle of the ocean First of all, you want to get to your destination. Well, where is the destination? Otherwise, you're just sailing in any random direction, hoping to sort of hit land. So finding what is your destination and then really kind of honing in on that. The more specific you can be, the better that is because the more specific you are, the more kind of honed in in which direction you need to move and what sort of actions you need to be taking. So I think that's a really big one. But like you're saying as well, maybe kind of auditing where you currently are and what, what you want to achieve because... Let's say you want to go into the new year and, you know, we both help people drop body fat, build muscle, get in better shape. One of the things a lot of people say is, oh, I want to get in shape. 
okay, well, what does getting in shape look like for you? Is it dropping body fat? Okay, yes. How much body fat do you need to drop? Because my definition of getting in shape is completely different to yours. We were talking about this the other day in terms of, you know, my definition of getting in shape and looking like a cover model or someone who's going to step on stage or someone who's going to, you know, look like an action hero is going to be completely different to what your definition of that is. So that's really clear. It's just making sure that you know what that looks like. So is it dropping 10 pounds? Is it dropping 20 pounds? Do you need to build some muscle tissue? Do you need to get stronger? Because once you know where that is, you can be a little bit more kind of direct with stuff. So kind of auditing where you are and then getting as clear as you can on, on what direction you need to be moving on is like the clearest thing you can do because then you can start to put a plan of action in place. Otherwise, again, you're in that boat. You're trying to get to the de- destination. You know you've got to go north, okay? Well, how do you get there? Is there things you need to go around on the way? Are you just going to go straight to there? Is there something you've got to do beforehand? Like a lot of it is just coming down to planning and I think we both like writing things down. I'm a big fan of like writing down my goals. So we had this session the other day, didn't we, on Zoom. We both yeah. sat down and we wrote down, you know, this is what I want to achieve. What am I doing currently that's going to fit me in, in terms of getting that? What's stopping me getting that? Where do I need to change things and make things happen that are going to kind of be in line with that a bit better? Yeah, I think, and f- for us, we're quite used to setting goals. We're quite, yeah. you know, it's something that we've done before and we continue to do. And it's an evolutionary process. It's not like if you're not used to setting goals for yourself, mm-hmm. for your personal development, for the things that you want to achieve, it's actually not that straightforward. And not everyone talks about kind of how to set goals yeah. and, and how to, you know, because a lot of people might not necessarily know how long it takes to start from literally from scratch to get to where they want to go. So if say, for example, you, you do want to lose, you know, a couple of stone or, Mm -hmm. or whatever in body fat, like it's, it's very difficult for people to quantify that in their mind. So actually sometimes having a bit of support and a bit of guidance and, and take that discussion, you know, not just have it in your head, but take it out and, and open up this, the discussion with someone else, someone in, you know, in a professional field. For you and I, it was handy because we were sat down, we've held each other accountable yeah. and we've gone through those goals and we're kind of sounding off each other just to make sure that they're realistic, make sure that they're kind of achievable. Um, but, you know, when it comes to setting goals for next year, make sure that what you're setting is actually realistic and achievable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, if you're going to set yourself some goals of like, 10xing where you are right now that's great but are you in the position to be able to do that or do you need to lay the foundations first and i think one of the things that we're going to talk about in just a moment is really kind of laying the foundations and the and the components that go into actually achieving your goal yeah so this is one of the ones we're going to talk about later is kind of reverse engineering it how how to set that goal and get to where you want to be this is something i've this is that, that essentially that's how I've got to any goal that I've ever set myself is I've, I've done that process. But like you're saying, if you're setting a goal, it has to be achievable because if it's not achievable, then you're going to crash and burn and it's going to become overwhelming. The amount of people I see start fitness goals, I see start business goals, I see start you know educational goals, self development goals, and they start off too hard, too fast, too strong. You put yourself in a position where what you've just done is such a huge change from your current lifestyle and your current reality that it's unsustainable in the long term because it's such a huge shift from from what you're currently doing. And when you put yourself in that position, you know, 
okay, you can you can sustain that maybe for a week or two or a couple of days or whatever it is, but the second that something triggers you to fall into back to an old habit, an old routine, you feel like not only have you failed, but you failed on this huge scale because what you've done is taken something that could have been like a smaller little milestone to do and you've made it this huge thing. Instead of it being like a small fuck up, you've got this huge fuck up on your hands now and then you feel guilty. And a lot of people fall into this root sort of, they fall into this cycle of fail, they crash and burn, they feel guilty, and then they either try and really kind of restrict and, and, and go back on the other end and make it even worse and they end up in this cycle of just making things worse and worse. It's, it's, that, it's that reinforcing behavior, isn't it? It's almost, yeah. and, and it's almost that voice in your head that if you fail to achieve a goal or a target, that little voice in your head then says, ah, oh, you've done it again. Yeah. You've managed to fall off the wagon, you've managed to fail, and then you can get in this downward spiral. And, and that's one of the things with goal, goal setting if you're not used to it, like start small, start really achievable. Yeah. You know, don't make it so it's there's a bit of work to get there, but it's not completely out of reach. And then when you, you know, when you achieve those goals and targets, then then kind of you know ramp up a little bit. Just mm-hmm. just put a little bit of tension on the rope that you got to pull on. You know, just so that it's because if you're sort of if you're so far away from what you want to achieve, even if you're feeling really motivated right now. Yeah. Even if, you know, you've got to, these days between Christmas and New Year are a, a, a classic time for people to think about what they want to achieve in the next year. And you might feel really motivated right now to get down to the gym, lose a few pounds, like, etc., etc. But if and when you get back to your normal daily routine and you get a bit tired, you miss a few gym yeah. sessions or whatever else, and you've, if you've taken on too much, you can very easily derail yourself uh, not too far down the road, you know? So I think that's why a lot of people fail with New Year's resolutions is, is mm. exactly that kind of thing. So, and I mean, this, I, I suppose I can tie this in with a bit of a summary of that first point. So the importance of having a clear goal is you know where you're going and you know how to get there and you know what steps you need to be taking because if it's not clear enough, if it's not concise enough, you don't know what you need to do to get from where you are to where you want to be. Mm. The second thing is you need to make sure that that goal is achievable. Now, there's nothing wrong with like dreaming big and having like a huge goal, but at the end of the day, if it's something that's so like overwhelming that you're going to crash and fail with it, and within a week or two, then what's the point? You much you're much better off in that kind of slow and steady wins the race and going far too fast and far too hard out the bats, and then not being able to make any progress from there because you've kind of crashed and burned. So make sure that you know where you're going, and then set something that's achievable and something that's like you know actually you're able to do uh, bit by bit. So not biting off more than you can chew. Having a big end goal is fantastic. And again, we're going to talk about this in a moment, but having something that you can do day by day, small things that you can actionably do and, and consistently do, because ultimately that's something that's the most important. I think this is, you know, that's a perfect segue into the second point um, that we set, which was consistency, not perfection. People go out the bats again, trying to sort of um, go out the bats are saying, am I just making that up? Yeah, no, no, yeah, yeah. Go off the bats. Off the bat, yeah, off Off the the bat. bat. Yeah, come out the bats. Well, if it's not, it is now. Um, (laughs) Consistency, not perfection. You can't, you can't get to a goal off the back of being consistently, consistently inconsistent. You have to be consistent with what you're doing. And you know, if you've read um, a perfect, a really, really good, in fact, uh, book recommendation for this, anyone looking for, you know, starting off 2022 strong, is James Clear. James Clear's Atomic Habits. I'll be completely honest, the book isn't anything 
mind-blowing in terms of the content that's in it. You probably know a lot of it, but the way that it's framed just completely changes how you look at habits and, and how important they are. Um, ultimately, anything that you do comes down to what you're doing on the, on the small scale. Getting in shape, building muscle tissue. You don't go in the gym. If I went in the gym today and I hit PRs on every single lift, I worked twice as hard as I physically thought as it could be possible. I put, you know, a concoction of just ingredients into my body that would like supercharge me for that session. I'm still not going to come out tomorrow, you know, with 10 kilos of new muscle tissue and stuff like that. You gain grams of muscle tissue every time, like at a time, like it's so, so inconceivably small. Like when you come out of the gym and if you're getting things right, it just shows how important that consistency is. You don't get it off one big thing. You don't get in shape off one run or one salad. It's those small things done very consistently. It's doing the it's doing the unremarkable for a remarkably long period of time. Like it's doing the seemingly you know mundane. boring, mundane yeah. stuff that doesn't have any impact or seems to not have any impact um, over and over and over and over again. Like if you went to the gym January 1st and you kept up for six months and you made sure that you hit your calorie goals every single day and protein goals every single day, you would look drastically different from January 1st within six months, even three months if you did that for three months. And I think people overlook that. And again, going back to point one, they go in with like these huge, huge, I need to be doing this and running a marathon every day and go to the gym for two hours and all of this stuff needs to be doing. If your goal is to lose a bit of body fat, one of your main goals you could just do, like if you've never started set foot in the gym and stuff before, you could literally just focus on hitting your calorie target for that for the day, every single day, just one number. Don't worry about the macros, the protein stuff, just hit your calories, just start off with that and then go from there. If you're looking to build muscle tissue, maybe it's a case that you wanna get in the gym and be consistent. Maybe last year you, you, you're really into the gym and training, but you know maybe you're the sort of person who hasn't been that consistent with your training or you, you're trying to build up your legs and you've skipped leg days. We were talking about this before, like, you know, there's there's 52 weeks in a year. If you're doing one leg day uh, a week, maybe two, you've got 52 or 104 leg days in the year. If you're skipping, you know, 50% of those, the way you kind of look at that, it suddenly becomes very different. Again, we've both had people, you know, complain to us, oh man, like I'm not making the progress I want to make. I'm not, you know, moving the, the, the needle forwards in this sense, or I'm not dropping body fat as fast as I want. I'm not building muscle, or I'm not, hitting these puppyars as a one. And then you, you dig a bit deeper and you say, okay, well, you know, let's look at your last month. What's the last month been? Well, you know, I had Christmas off and we, I've got New Year's this week. So, and what, what did you do between Christmas and New Year's? Well, you know, it's like, it's a bit of a dead period. So I had like the week off of tracking my nutrition. Did you train? No, not really. Like, you know, I didn't before, not really since before Christmas. Um, and then before that, yeah, it was like, you know, there's a party and I had, you know, I was on holiday before. And you look at someone's last month and it's, there is no consistency in there. The only thing that's consistent is them being inconsistent. And there is a big difference between um, being aware and conscious of what you're trying to do. Like you can be, I can be aware and conscious of my food and training all I want, but unless I'm actually doing it, that's the big difference. And being, you know, just because I'm aware and going, oh, I'm a bit over on my calories today. I think people in their head, it feels like you're doing a lot more work than you're actually doing. And when you actually look down and go on paper, how many days have you done your training? How many days have you done your, your nutrition consistently? I think people would be quite shocked. So I think you've got to be aware of that as well. There's a difference between just being aware and, and thinking about something and actually doing the thing and, and taking the action. Yeah, and you're so right. And, and 
it's very easy to, as you say, like underestimate how consistent we're being or, mm. or overestimate how consistent we're being. Like I, I was saying to you earlier, my app for my gym, it basically, they, they, it gave me like a summary of how many times I've been to the gym and roughly how long my kind of training sessions yeah, yeah. were. And I was very underwhelmed at how many times I've been to the gym. And I was like, I thought I went to the gym way more than that. Um, but, you know, as you say, there's like rest days and things, you know, kind of, uh, in between there but at the same time it's amazing you know that the time goes by no matter what yeah. you know that that's one of the things that's one of the concepts that we all need to grasp is that time that the, the next year is going to happen no matter what yeah and it really depends on the people that are doing the kind of the right thing the most amount of times they're the people that will get ahead yeah you know the 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 people that are just it, it's a bit like uh, investing right in, and finances and that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. What what you realize about people who have accumulated a lot of wealth is it's very um, uh, it, it's all very basic. It's all very kind of just repetitive. It's not like a big lottery win. It's no, not like it's, you know, it's, they've had a big influx of money. It's like just consistently chipping away. It's nothing and, revolutionary. And, yeah, There's nothing a couple hundred or thousand. Yeah. And and they just kind of you know, and it's the same with your your health and fitness. If you can invest a little bit every single day, like you don't have to be going to the gym, doing ninety minute two hour training sessions. No. You absolutely do not. If anything, I would much rather that my clients get a half hour, forty minute work in mm -hmm. every you know whenever it's set, rather than them going and busting one out on on a. Saturday when they've got some time or whatever else uh, that's that you, you, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know really really uh, pushing themselves for to do that workout and and ultimately consistency is is absolutely a, a key point in terms of achieving, achieving I your goals I think consistency as well is one of those trigger what not trigger word what's the kind of the, the word I'm looking for there it's like one of those words that's almost become a little bit um, not useless, but like, you know, when a word said too much and people it's lost use it, impact, yeah, it's lost it? its impact because people hear consistency and they're just like, oh yeah. And it kind of goes over your head. It's like, oh, I just need, yeah, I need to do, do, do it like consistently. But consistency is really, it's, it's because we know like any, like, okay, let's frame it this way. Anyone who's like an overnight success isn't really an overnight success. Like, Okay, let's say someone um, got a number one hit out the blue. They'd never had anything before. They'd been really small time before that. But is it is it an overnight success? No, because they put 10, 15 years into learning how to sing, how to play their instruments, how to produce music. They've had many failures. It's not an overnight success. That's 10, 15 years of work. And they've had a bit of luck. And them having put that 10, 15 years in the front end has allowed them to take advantage of that luck. If, yeah. you, if you weren't in that position where um, you put the front end work in, the luck, everyone, everyone's lucky every single day of your life and it, it gives you loads of opportunities but if you're not in a position to take that and act on it, then you crash and fail and then people, that's where people go, oh yeah, you fuck, fuck that up. That's the difference. So consistency is very much like that in the sense that you are not going to get shit in shit. If you've been out of shape and you've built the habits and behaviours and routines and the lifestyle that's got you to be into a place where you are unhappy with your health, your fitness, how you look, how you feel, you're unconfident strength whatever it is if that's taken you 
26 years, 30 years, 40 years, and you're expecting that all to change in two weeks, two months, three months, you're going to be very underwhelmed, I think, and, and kind of a bit like, oh, for fuck's sake. And that's probably another thing is like getting your expectations in place because ultimately that consistency comes down to doing the small, very small things just over and 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 just, again, doing something that seems very unremarkable for a remarkably long time. I think that's the thing as well, is it's almost seen as a little bit boring and a little bit underwhelming. When you say to people, like, be consistent, they're yeah. like, I've heard that so many times before. <laughs> I saw this meme earlier on and it was like... Uh, it was uh, the Frodo, you know, Frodo Baggins memes where he's, uh, where Gandalf's like, um, it's like, oh, what, what's your secret? These are, oh, you keep your secrets kind of thing. And it's like, he goes, what do you do to get in shape? And he's like, oh, just, you know, hit your calorie goals every day, hit your protein goals, train three to five times a week, get, you know, seven to eight hours sleep a night, try, try, uh, you know, eat largely plants and kind of protein sources. And then Frodo's just like, ah, you keep your secrets. Yeah. Like, no, that that literally is it. But it's not. It's like, it's it's so easy. But we're in a in a world now, and we're in a you know social media now blows things out of proportion in terms of making things overly complex. And I get new clients come to me all the time saying, oh, well, should I have this pr- amount of protein, or do I need this much water? Do I need this much? Um, you know, what time should I be having these meals? And it's like, let's just focus on if you can get these basics done. That is ninety. Seven percent of everything. Those other percentages, yeah, they, they they do actually make a difference. You know, your meal timing it does make a difference. Um, your the amount of protein serving you get does make a difference. Um, your you know hydration it does make a difference. But you've got to be dialed in but, so much. Before. Unless you're getting the basics done, it's like it's like uh, it's like going. Oh, what's the best oil to put in my engine? It's like we haven't even got we haven't even got an engine. Like what yeah. are we on about? And you're like pouring just oil into like a, the open hood of a car just like it's going straight through onto the floor it's unless you get those basics in place you haven't got anything to work on they are the foundation of everything yeah. that you're doing so they need to be in place first and that is where the the majority of consistency comes from and once you fucking nailed that yeah bring in the meal timer because does it have an impact yeah it does it's not the biggest impact in the world but it has a bit of an impact yeah there are things that do work and they do have an impact but you have to have something to have an impact to build on, on. to build yeah, on yeah, to, exactly. to a strong foundations. So consistency is key. And again, just want to kind of um, reiterate this. It's anything you want to make a change with, whether it is, or I was going to burp then holding it in. Right. Um, it's that tea. Um, small habits. It's anything you want to make a change in. It doesn't come off big, big, huge actions done once or twice a month. Like, if you want to, if you want to lose, you know, ten kilos, focus on losing a kilo first. Because if you do that, it's pretty much the same for the next kilo and the next kilo. And all these concepts seem very simple, but people have a fucking huge problem actually putting them into place. That's why people hire coaches and PTs is because, I mean, without going too in depth in, into it, it's there is a lot of what we do is is working with people to actually be able to put these things into place and build the structures and systems to implement the knowledge because a lot of the knowledge you can get online for free yeah why do we why are we in a why are we in an obesity epidemic why do people struggle so much if that information is there and available for free because it's not the case of not having the information 
it's your ability to implement it. And that's why people get, again, oh my God, that's another banging segue that, and I do mean to do that. Um, that's a perfect segue, accountability. There you go. The reason we have accountability is because someone can go, here's a plan of action. I suppose, let's expand this, accountability in terms of having your plan. So step one was having your plan, setting yep. a clear, concise goal. Um, getting accountability and being consistent go hand in hand. That's why people hire coaches, why people hire us to help them get to where they want to be because we know the systems and how to put things in place and how to get around those hurdles that you really struggle with to put these really sort of basic things in place because ultimately, despite them being, you know, on paper basic, they're not that easy in terms of, you know, if you really struggle hitting your nutrition, is there, what's the deeper cause behind you not being able to hit that nutrition? Because ultimately it is put this food in your mouth in these quantities. Okay, but that's, it's not that easy, is it? Because we've got, you know, if I turned around, there's loads of biscuits on the side there in an open container, and maybe you sit in an office all day and there's sweets around you, your environment, maybe you're in a stressful environment and that causes you to stress eat or not sleep well, and because you're sleeping badly, you make poor food choices. Fit, I think people's perception of fitness is get in the gym, eat healthy. But again, that's kind of the foundations, and it is obviously that is the, the core of it, but the things that allow you to do both those things are everything else in your lifetime. That's why I say to like clients and people join on and people ask me these questions is a lot of the stuff you actually need to focus on isn't the stuff that it seems like you need to focus on. And I'll be giving people like check-ins and feedback and stuff like that. And I'll, I'll be like, look, it's, it sounds silly that we need to do this, but if we can solve this, like half your problems with the nutrition side of thing, gone. Yep. Like you don't struggle with that anymore. And it's that's kind of where the accountability comes in is you have someone there who goes, are you doing this? Is it getting it done? Why is it not getting done? And then they also give you the plan of action. Yeah. And again, it's that delayed gratification. And yeah. going back to social media again, you know, our brains have been hardwired to get these little dopamine hits to, you know, to get these little constant rewards every day for looking at certain types of content and for, for getting that little uplift. Yeah. And the way that that relates into kind of health and fitness and, and, and that kind of thing is that you don't get those instant gratification feelings. You don't get those hits of dopamine because you don't wake up after a week or two weeks of following the same, you know, you're following your routines and, mm. and that kind of thing. And suddenly you've completely changed your body composition. You've lost the weight you wanted to lose and you've arrived at your goals and that, you know, even for me, when I was in my kind of late teens, early 20s, that was something that I really struggled with mm. because, you know, like that I had all these goals and aspirations and I would do something for, you know, frantically for a short period of time. And then because I wasn't seeing results, would just get yeah. really, really fucked off with it and just bin it off and not do it anymore. And by having someone keeping you accountable, whether it's a coach, whether it's a friend, whether it's someone who's experienced in this area. It could even be setting up a social media profile and just saying, keep you yourself know, accountable. Will's to that. fit journey. Exactly. Yeah. And and having that can help you along the way in terms of the fact that yeah, you've got to keep going. Yeah. You've got to keep going and, and the changes will come. And again, keeping things like progress photos and that kind of thing. Mm really helps because you get to two or three months down the line and yeah because you're looking at yourself in the mirror all the time you know it's actually not always easy to see the changes but if someone else is looking at those photos or if you compare those yeah. photos 
you then can see the changes and that will then spur you on to... This, to I literally on. had this conversation with someone the other day was about, um, especially when you're losing weight, you see yourself in the mirror every single day, but now you've also put a hyper-focus on looking at where you are holding body fat. And you look at that every single day, maybe two, three times a day, you're looking in the mirror and going, oh, God, there's a bit of fat there, a bit of fat there. You're losing weight and the scale numbers are going down. You're going, there's nothing, I can't see anything changing. If the scale's going down you, 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 and you're in a deficit, you're losing body fat, like, you know, at the end of the day. But because you look in the mirror every single day, you're seeing these micro, micro changes four, five, ten times a day, however many times a day. So you adjust to it very, very quickly. But if I hadn't seen you in four weeks and I'd come in and I'd, you know, just absolutely just trend out my mind, like tons of testosterone, been lifting, you know what I mean? And then come in and I was just like, look like a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. You'd be like, what the fuck? Like, what, what's going on here? But um, that's really bad. That's a bad um, analogy, isn't it? Because that's a big change in a short period of time. My point is, you'll see, do you know what I mean? Like, if you're seeing like small changes, you're trying to build muscle tissue and I'm, I'm trying to build muscle uh, naturally and just get in the gym and, and, and lift weights. I'm seeing those changes so incrementally every single day and, and I'm getting used to it. You see me after a month, you see me after two months and you go, fucking hell, mate, you've put a bit of size on. I'd be like, really? And they're like, you don't notice it or you compare, you know, day one to day 30 to day 60. That's where you see the bigger changes because you're used to it every single day. It's why we generally say like, you know, after you know, four or six weeks, maybe friends and family are starting, oh, you're looking a bit slimmer, a bit trimmer. You might see a friend who's not seen for a month. They go, mate, you're looking really, really good. Like you're looking, um, look, look like you're getting in shape. And then maybe your clothes start fitting a bit better, like, you know, uh, two months in or something like that. You're probably the last one who's going to notice it. Yeah. And, and, and generally it comes off the back of like a trigger or something. So maybe there's a pair of jeans, you hadn't tried them on for two years and they're in the back of your cupboard. You're doing a bit clear out and you're like, oh, I haven't worn these in ages. And you put them on. And the last time you remember wearing them, they were, you couldn't even do the button up. Now they're like too big and you're like, fuck, I have made progress. Yeah. But you're, it's so hard to, to visualize that happening. Yeah, exactly. And, and again, it's about that delaying kind of gratification. Yep. It's, you know, it's about almost having that little reward system down the road where you can go, do you know what, I actually want to fit into that dress again or want to fit into those jeans again. Um, you know, and and that is something that you can use to as, as a goal. Yeah. You know, you can you can set that. That's a realistic goal, you know. And even if after two, three months, you can't quite fully fit into them as you want to you're still seeing that progress and you're still kind of like hey do you know what i'm getting closer to where i need to be i like that i I, i've i'm a big fan of like tangible goals things you can not just scale numbers like want to fit in these jeans or i'm a size large now extra large and i want to be a size large because i know that is like my frame is that size if i lost this body fat um goals like that i really like because you, like scale weight is one that I think people lose their heads over. And it, I, I, I mean, I, I admit I do myself sometimes when I see the weight fly up. Sometimes I'm like, what the fuck is going wrong? But you got to understand, like, so many things impact that. It's like, you know, hydration. When was you last ate? What did you last eat? Um, you know, are you carb depleted? Have you just had like a fucking huge carb meal? Are you? Is it Christmas more or week? less? Yeah, is it Christmas <laughs> week? Have you got more food in your gut or less? Have you had a poo? Have you not had a poo? Have you gone to the toilet? Have you not? Are you? What point in your metro cycle are you at? Are you on new medication? Like, there's so how, how yeah, much salt yeah, have you consumed? Yeah. So many things like influence your weight and cause fluctuations that you have to look at the trend over time. And and these other more tangible goals are a little bit better for that because for the most part, when the weight fluctuates and if you're pretty much on point with what you're doing, 
that's going to be water weight that's kind of, you know, you're retaining more water than normal, but you'll still be able to fit into that top or those jeans or you'll be able to hit that PR that you've been aiming for. Like, that's a, that's a really nice tangible goal. You made another point there before about the, the goals and it was, um, can you remember what you said? You said about having a tangible goal. Yeah, in terms of, you know, either, even if you don't like actually fit into those clothes at that time, just even having a, that you know, it. having yeah. a, a step closer. Yeah, and... that, that was the one. It was, um, look at a lot of this is where, this is I suppose more about kind of tracking your progress towards your goals little side tip like try and get in the habit of looking at how far you've come rather than what's the deficit from where i want to be yeah rather rather than kind of how far i need to go look yeah. at how far you've come because people always like go oh my god i'm never gonna be there like oh I'm, i've missed my target by i was meant to be i was meant to weigh this much and fit into these jeans by six weeks time and i'm, I'm not close to it yet it's like have you made progress from where you were well yeah but like i'm not there yet but I can guarantee you that the way we are as human beings, we're very fickle, we're very short, short-termed in terms of we get to a goal. If you're like myself, I get to a goal, I've already got the next one set and I'm like already moving on to it. I don't take time to kind of go, fuck, I've done really well. Yeah. And it's something, something I need to get better at. But Well, I, th- I think, you know, for all of us, we can all relate to this in what we've all been through in the last kind of year, 18 months. You know, if you were to look back at 2021, you could turn around and say that was a shit year. Yeah. You know, and, and I think most people will say it's a shit year or was a shit year. But but equally, it, our brains will naturally focus on the negatives. Yeah. Whereas if you look in and amongst those negatives, if you just made a list of all the positive things that happened in 2021, all the positive lessons that you learned and all the kind of coping techniques and strategies and things that you can take forward into 22 actually there's a whole load of good to come out of it like of course there's negatives of course you know everywhere in the media everything is dominated by negativity and by how awful this whole thing has been but if you focus on that you're never going to take the positives from it yeah like for me the the things that i went through earlier on in the year in terms of having heart surgery and this and that and the other and like in June, July, getting back on my feet and back to work, the positives that I can take out of that whole shitstorm are incredible. And that's why I'm feeling so revved up and so kind of prepared to really hit 22 because um, I'm taking, I'm choosing to take the positives and, and, and carry them forwards into next year. And, And ultimately when you, when you check in on yourself after three months of dieting or, or after six months, you could turn around to yourself and say, oh, I haven't hit that goal that I said I was going to, but you could equally go, but I'm so much more consistent in this area. I don't even have to think about my food prep. Like I'm eating so much healthier than I was before. My health is so much yeah. better than it was before. Like you, there's so many positives that you can take out of something. You just have to choose to do so. So this is, I mean, I'm going to throw some made up numbers and statistics at you, but um, just take the kind of rough area where they are. It's something like we have, I think on per day, I think we have somewhere between, it's like in the tens of thousands, so it's like 60 to 90,000 thoughts a day or something like that, right? And of those thoughts, 
again, roughly, I can't remember, it's in the high, high percentages, but it's like 85, 95% of those thoughts are recurring thoughts. And I think that makes sense. You know, I get up in the morning, I come downstairs, I probably look at the door and have the same thought about that door every single day just because it's, you know, part of my environment. And we live in the same environment generally with the same routines. But something that I've been doing this year, someone recommended to me, and actually I used to think was a load of woo-woo nonsense, was journaling and writing down stuff. And not not in the sense of just kind of like, yeah, I used to think it was just like hippy-dippy nonsense. But the whole point of it is trying to just retrain your mind so that, you know, the majority of our thoughts, I think, are negative, And I think that is just a survival mechanism of who we are as creatures and, and human beings. It's like a carryover from what we would have had to deal with is like looking for dangers, what's going to kill us. Yeah. Now we're in an environment that's a lot safer, but we still have that kind of mechanism to look for It's It's the keep, bad. keeping away from things that we don't want to be a part of. It's yeah. like a protection mechanism. Yeah, that works as well. Yeah. So you're in social, and then you've got social media, which is really kind of exacerbates it and amplifies that that you know issue at hand you're in a world where now you're having you know however many tens of thousands of thoughts a day and the large majority of them are repetitive thoughts and the majority of those thoughts if they're negative thoughts which you know we do have a lot of negative negative thoughts again i think it is just stemming from biology whatever whatever the reason is um now that that kind of carries on but you, the whole point of like journaling is to kind of reframe how you look at stuff. And um, number one is just kind of being like, you know, the sort of gratitude and stuff behind that. And again, I used to think that is woo-woo, hippy-dippy bullshit. But actually, the more I look into it and the science behind it and stuff like that and meditation, things like that, I actually do really enjoy I'm like, mm. fuck, I actually enjoy this. I feel calm after kind of meditating. I do feel a little bit happier when I look at things. Um, I was listening to Jake Humphreys on who does the high performance podcast yes. and he was on mod, modern, was it modern, I think it was modern wisdom. Yeah. Uh, it was either that or the diary of CEO, but he was on that and he said, one of the things he does now, um, every single day, if he catches, he consciously aware of it. And I've, I've started doing this off the back of his, like, oh, I'll give that a go. So anytime he has a negative thought about something, he tries to stop himself. Like, obviously you can have negative thoughts and sometimes they are valid. I think, I think that is, I think that's why people think a lot of this stuff is like woo nonsense it's because people take it to the extreme and it's like, yes. yo man, you can never have like negative organs in your head. Or <laughs> but it's like, it's not a case of never having a negative thought because you're going to have them and yeah, I think sure. that exists and there's, they're valid because there is a reason. Yeah, for you're going to have bad days. Yeah. It's gonna, it's gonna but happen. there's also their protection in some way, like you're meant to sometimes yeah. have it. But the whole thing he does is, you know, if he thinks it's a bit, uh, this is the way I've taken it and my spin on it, but if I have a negative thought now where I think, that's not really valid. That's me putting my own kind of negative spin or something, or I've had a, you know, I've stressful, whatever, but let's say, let's say I was had a stressful day for whatever reason. And it's causing me to kind of look in the, at my environment a little bit more negatively. Stop yourself and list five things that are good about it and going, you know, right, cool. Uh, let's say we had an argument outside and you'd gone home and I was like, fucking will, blah, blah, blah. Do you know I mean? And then go, no, hang on a second. Right. Not sim will in we, we this first time we met in person, isn't it? This so is the first time that's a cool person, thing. Like yeah. that's amazing. Um, we've met you know ages ago. We've, we've spoken and kept in contact amazingly, which is brilliant. We both really enjoy the same things. And just coming up with like five different things and like even like the other day I was stuck on one. I was like fuck, I've got four. And I was like, what's the other one? And I was like, yeah, like the fact that I've actually noticed this and I yes. can now impact this differently the next time that something happens. I can't remember what it was, but. Um, just being aware of things like that is huge. Like just doing that, and that's that's a really cool one. That's a, that's one in terms of 
I can't remember how we got to this point, and, but but that again is is why accountability helps as well because sometimes when you're so kind of yeah overwhelmed by negativity and, and it's become a real part of your life and part of your kind of daily script yeah like the things that you constantly come out with if you've got someone else in your life who's holding you accountable to the things that you want to achieve then you know they can give you that feedback they can mm. just say look you, you're actually doing really well yeah. like you know i think that's that's the discussion that we were having about um some people that we've worked with before where they're going oh i can't keep up with this i can't do this i can't you know, and you're like, you're actually doing really well. Yeah. Like way better than some of my other clients and way better than some of the other people that I work with and way better than, actually, do you know what? You're doing better than me this month. You know, you've been, you've been more accountable. You've been um, doing everything that you said you were going to do. Okay, your stress levels might be high, but that's because you've got X, Y, and Z going on. Mm-hmm. Look at the positives and try and focus on the positives because... Um, and again, having that accountability can help because having a third person view on your life is is very, very important. And I think a bit of meditation, a bit of journaling can allow you to do that yourself. It, you can remove yourself from your life and look at it from an overall perspective. Yeah. And I think certainly in terms of business, that's where I've gone wrong in the past is, is I've been so close to the grinding wheel, so close to just, just get this done, just get this done, just get this done. And then what I've not done is kind of step back and gone, well, actually, you know, look at the directions that you need to, to take. Because, again, those negative thoughts can send you off down a different path. Yeah. Um, I it's think very, very easy to do. It's a big one. And, again, like a lot of the people who I work with and we're getting them. So Kuba, for example, some of, the, some of the coaches I work with to get them, you know, ready for photo shoots. Like you're getting ready for a shoot next month. Um there is like, you know, there's a common kind of uh, phrase like when people are getting ready for bodybuilding shows or getting lean, like really, really lean, like they call it like prep head or something like that. And it's because you're just depleted, you're tired, you're fatigued, you're putting more work in than you ever would do. Everything's dialed in like 100%. It burns you out a lot. And yeah. I was talking to Kuba and one of the things, again, you're dropping body fat over time, but because you're dropping calories they have to come from somewhere we want to keep protein high because we want to preserve muscle tissue you need your fats at a certain level for you know hormone function and just general good health um so generally when you cut it out it has to kind of come from carbs not all the time but like for the most part it's it's from carbs so you're in a point where you're losing you're you're losing weight you are fatigued carbs are amazing they i think carbs are like a help you produce serotonin as well which is a feel-good yeah. hormone but because you've got less carbs in you, you've got less glycogen in your muscles, so now you're feeling flatter. So not only have you lost that layer of fat that you're used to that kind of fills you out a bit, and you're feeling slimmer, your muscles are depleted of glycogen so that your muscles are less full. You haven't lost muscle tissue, but they just look less full and less full of like you know glycogen and water. Um, so then you look in the mirror and you're like, I just look skinny and flat yeah. and shit and <laughs> like, yeah, fuck, yeah. fuck, fuck. And then the amount of times myself and Kuba had a conversation, you know, the last couple of months just saying, look, mate, trust in the process. Like, do, if you trust me, you know, I like, I want you to get the best result. It's in my best interest to get you the best result I can as well. Like, let's get through this. Like, explaining why this is. Like, Kuba's, Kuba's got the same education as I've got in terms of, like, we both did the same master's course together. So he knows all this information. It's not like he doesn't know it, but it's just having that objective point of view myself who's 100%. not emotionally invested in it. And I can say, you're doing amazingly. We've hit all these targets this week. You've lost X amount of weight this week. 
you're still hitting PBs, which is, was fucking amazing as well. Like, if you're losing weight and hitting PBs throughout the whole time we were doing it, we're like, fuck. But in his head, he was like, I look like shit. I, I look skinny. Oh, my God, fuck. Like, panicking. He's... It's, it's, it's so easy to do, to, to get that, like, yeah. that overwhelming negative voice. It's so easy yeah. to do. And yeah. I think, you know, it's, as you say, especially when you're low on calories and you're low on energy... And you start to, because when you do get lean, you start to look really gaunt. Like it get, yeah. like when the fat goes in your face and stuff like that. And people start commenting on it as well. They're like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. you're looking like, like yeah. super lean. Yeah. And you're like, and you're like, yeah, it's good in it. And they're like, mm, I'm not sure. <laughs> my, it was, for me, it was my mum came in one day and I stood in the kitchen. I, I literally come out of the bathroom and I think I was actually a bit fuller than normal. I think I had a bit of a refeed to give myself a bit more calorie, uh, carbs and stuff. And I come out, I was like, fuck, I'm looking good. I'm like, I'm four weeks away from the shoot. I feel pretty good. And um, I was in the kitchen at, at my mum's house and she came in she went, you look very skinny at the moment. And I was like, for fuck's sake. Yeah, that's the last thing I needed. Why? Never say that to me. Yeah, like, yeah. why? Um, it's like, it's always, oh, you're looking very skinny today. And I'm like, oh my God, no. Yeah, no. And it is, it's just, it's part of the process, man. Like, but having that objective point of view just is just someone to keep you on that. If you If it's someone that you trust and you, you think they can get you to where you want to be, you can at least rely on that and go, look, I might feel like shit right now, but they've explained why they know the process. I've seen they've done this before. They've got, you know, they've done it before. At least they can hold you accountable in that sense and, and make sure that you're, you know, giving you the feedback that you need. I mean, we made some, made some points here, like, um, yeah, giving you the feedback you need and just basically having having that kind of game plan to make sure that you're getting it done because, if you're in that headspace, a lot of the time you can kind of pull back and go, oh, fuck, like, I, I'm not going to do this or I need yeah. to pull off the cardio or stuff. And it's like, no, just nail down, keep going, like push yes. through this this little bit. And I mean, Kuba's, uh, if you haven't seen Kuba's photos, go to my Instagram and check him out because he looks insane. insane and it's incredible. But it's it's just part, part of the process. And that accountability, not only for when your head goes, but also just to make sure that you're getting those basics consistent, consistently done. Yeah. And someone calling you up and going, why has it not been done this week? And you go, oh, well, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, well, we spoke about this last week where we changed this around or we moved this about when this situation happens. And you're like, yeah, well, well so why didn't it happen kind of thing? It's one of those things that I, I think, you know, skyrockets your results in that sense. For sure. And, and part of having goals is encouraging you to push yourself, right? So it's mm -hmm. an internal, like, desire to want to do better. So you set goals... And goals are generally, I am here now and I want to be there, which means yeah. that you've got to make some sort of a change or you've got to implement a process to get you from where you are now to where you want to be. And, you know, like I say, there is a challenge or there's a period of discomfort or there is something involved that you haven't been doing up until this point. And so it is going to be very, very easy for you to just go, do you know what? Actually, do I want that goal that much? Do I, you know, yeah, yeah. you know, do I, there's a, the sort of short-term gratification that, that comes in where you're just like, oh, I could just, I would just love a burger right now. You yeah. know, and those thoughts are going to pop into your head and having someone to hold you, to, to literally say to you, you said you wanted this. Yeah. Because, where you were was not where you wanted to be and you set a goal you decided to make a change to push yourself forward so there will be periods of discomfort and having someone to lean on yeah. exactly as you say like kuba has the same qualifications as, as you he knows exactly what he's doing 
But when you go through that period of discomfort, that period of like, I really don't like how I feel today because yeah. you're a bit depleted. You're not eating the foods that you necessarily want. I mean, this is talking about an extreme. You yeah. know, Cuba went to a bit you're, of an extreme. You're basing things off of emotion rather than the objective fact of what needs to be exactly. done. Exactly. And, and, and having back. someone a third with a third person perspective is really helpful to just keep pushing you forwards yeah. in, in that direction. And just having that hand on your shoulder yeah. just going, come on, keep going. So I think... I think with that as well is, um, I've forgotten what you said again. What what did you say? You started off that point with, uh, you know, have, setting goals is is you wanting to make yes, a change. That was it. So you you want to make the change, and this is why I say fitness is more than just the training and the nutrition. Because ultimately, um, why didn't you hit that goal this week? And it's let's say it's overeating. I binge ate. Why did you binge eat? Mm. Oh, you know, I was stressed out. Well, why did you, why were you stressed out? well, this thing happened at work and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, well, why, why did that thing happen at work? Well, I should have done the work to prepare for this meeting and I didn't prepare for it in time because blah, blah, blah. Well, why didn't you prepare in time? Well, I was up late on TikTok and I woke up tired. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. you trace it back to the start and something that seems like, you know, you downloading TikTok three months ago is actually the trigger cause for yeah. why you are overeating today. Or something. I mean, that's a, I mean, you know, it, could, example, it could even but, be, it could even be that, you know, oh, I'm not, I'm not sleeping well. Yeah, it's, okay. it's that easy. Well, then it's like, okay, so why do you think you're not sleeping well? I go to bed, I've got hunger pains, like blah, blah, blah. Oh, well, now that I know this, yeah. I can help you with that. Yeah. I can help you just make a couple of tweaks, make a couple of changes. Maybe, you know, the path that we're on at the moment is a little bit too extreme. Yeah. And, you know, we can only learn and adjust and change that by going through the process and by communicating about that and by having that sounding board and that kind of like, you know, because uh, when you're trying to push yourself, you may get to a point where you've overstepped the mark and you've yep. gone outside the boundaries of what is, um, you know, what is sustainable. And sometimes you, you do just have to kind of rein it in a little bit. And like, say, for example, if you're like one of my clients at the moment, he did exceptionally well uh, in the earlier part of last year like insanely well and then it kind of got to a point where he took on a new contract at work and you know that needed all of his focus and so we've just had to back out of the yeah. training a little bit just just to give him that headspace and 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 to give him the nutrition and everything that he needs to be able to focus on that yeah, yeah. period of work you know and and ultimately that's part of our job as coaches is to understand that you've got a work-life balance you yeah. you know and and everything else and and one of the one of the dangers with setting goals that are you know, crazy and, and really, really excessively high or excessively difficult is that you can do that. Take yourself into an extreme situation and then just drop the whole thing and, and forget about going for that goal anyway because you just went too hard. So yeah. you've I only got so much energy to, you've to only got so much, give out to yeah, everything exactly. in your life. So exactly. Yeah. Um, I think that's a, a good summary of accountability. And to be honest, anyone listen to this, if you have, if you're working with us, or you have your own coach, that's that's a really good, like kind of what Will's just said there about kind of be, us being able to dial things in for you. Um, I think every coach in the planet will appreciate my next words, which is if you do have a coach, just give them as much information yep. and data as they can because unless they know, they don't know how you feel. They don't know what's going on in your head and stuff like that. But if you do it, I can guarantee you if they're good at what they do and they're, you know, they're worth their salt, they have the tools, the tips, the advice. They've experienced all these things to be able to give you the next steps. Absolutely. Um, so that was accountability. That was a quite a long one. Um, we've got two more 
Um, one of the last one, which is a pretty quick one. This one is reverse engineering your goals. So again, we spoke about this before about setting goals, clear, concise goals, knowing where you're getting to. That's amazing. We know where we want to get. We've got a clear, concise goal. We want to lose. Okay, I want to get in shape in the new year. To me, that means I want to lose X amount of kilos or pounds. Um, and I need to be going to the gym to do some strength training to help improve my body composition because part of me getting in shape means that I look like XYZ. So I need to build some muscle tissue and uh, do this, whatever it is. So just getting really specific. I need to you know, do XYZ, I need to, whatever it is. That's my end goal. But how do you actually get there? Because again, what we're talking about before, people derail themselves, they bite off more than they can chew. It's amazing to have a big end goal, but you're not gonna get to that end goal in one step. It is generally off very small steps, bit by bit by bit by bit. And that is doing small milestones. So this is my process in terms of working to any goal that I've ever set myself in my life. I wanted to get my master's. I was like, right, what well, do I need to do that? And I set set the goal and work backwards from it. So if your goal is to get in shape, um, for example, the exact same process I used to get to that goal was, okay, I'm here and I want to be there. Between there and there, write down on a piece of paper um, what stages you need to go through. Well, okay, I need to lose some body fat. Okay, so I need to lose some body fat. I need to build some muscle tissue. I need to build some muscle tissue. Uh, my sleep probably isn't good. My sleep probably isn't good. And what you need to do then from there is basically almost literally write out like a step-by-step -step guide to getting to where you want to be. And you'll, you'll probably know a lot of this, or if not, you can ask someone who does know, but ultimately just kind of go, step one is tomorrow morning, I need to go to the shop and I need to buy the foods that are gonna help me allow to stick to my nutrition because that's gonna help me lose the fat. And tomorrow morning, I need to sign up to the gym around the corner. Amazing. That's brilliant. Yeah. Next step. Right, well, I've got the food. I've got the gym pass. Now what do I do? Well, I'm a very busy person. I know that I probably need to have this food stuff a little bit more dialed in. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to do every, every Sunday, every Wednesday, non-negotiable. I will never fill this time up with anything else. I'm going to do some meal prep. And I'm going to plan out my meals and I'm going to sit down for 15 minutes, plan out my meals for the week and, and make sure that what I buy tomorrow on my shopping lines up with that so I can prep it ahead of time. And when I'm doing that as well, I'm going to sit down with my diary and go, cool, I work four days a week uh, or five days a week or I work six days a week. These are my free times to go and get those gym sessions in. I can't get six in because it's just overwhelming. I can't get five in. It's too much. I, can't, I can do more than two. Three sounds like a good one. And you plan in Monday, Wednesday, Saturday, I go and do these gym sessions. And then it's just about things like that. It's like doing that every single day. It's like, cool, I want to sort of increase my calorie burn a little bit throughout the day. Currently, I'm getting the, the bus to work um, and I get the stop off right outside work. But you know what? I want to add in another 2,000 steps. If I get off a stop early and walk there and back every single day before and after work, I've just added 2,000 steps into my day. And it is the small, tiny, tiny, tiny things. And don't try and do them all at once. Just do the initial bit and then the next step. And the next step and once you've got it nailed in things start to compound again they talk about this in atomic ha atomic habits by james clear go and read it if you haven't it's that compounding effect of the small things it's that musician who had that overnight hit and he was the overnight success actually it was those small in you know small consistent efforts of him learning his craft bit by bit by bit by bit which got him there and that's that's the compounding effect it has a huge huge impact at the end but day to day, you don't you don't notice it. You're not going to get home after doing those that extra walk to and from the bus stop and be like, "Fuck, I'm looking pretty trim." Like it's just not going to happen. But yeah. you do that every day for three months. Shit, that's going to have an impact. 
Yeah, for sure. And and reverse engineering is a really good way of doing it because you you can also kind of see the scale and the volume of the work that you need to do to get there. So yeah. you can then kind of work out if your goals actually are achievable. Mm-hmm. You know, if if you say I want to lose 50 kilos in 3 months, like when you reverse engineer that back, you'll realize how that really isn't possible. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not going to I'm never going to say never, but 90% of people, yeah. 95, 98% of people are not going to be able to do that. And it's so, also very unhealthy to be able to Very do that. very unhealthy to do that. So it, it's kind of by reverse engineering it, you can then tweak your goal as well to just be like, okay, is this actually achievable? Yeah. And I think that's that's a key that's a key point. Um, you, you know, that reverse engineering process and and again, as you said, if you don't know how to do that, you can kind of Google these things or just, you know, get someone who's in the know to to just double check what mm-hmm. you've you know what you've decided to do and just be like just sanity check it and be like okay do you think you can do six gym sessions a week like is yeah. that sustainable and all that, that kind see, of stuff that's a small thing a gym session isn't like a huge thing for most people but a big big bite that most people can't sustain if you're going from zero gym sessions and then suddenly it's six gym sessions that's a big difference yeah start off with a few one two three yeah do that if you feel like you can do more if you're consistently hitting three Amazing, but if you're not consistently even hitting three, then the initial thing you need to work on is just that initial three. Then yeah. you can go up. Like, and again, calories. Like, <laughs> there are some people I've spoken to that are like, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll get to like, you know, I'm talking about the racing season now. Like, I'll get to like February and just do a uh, 800 cut. Yeah. You know, and they're literally like, I put themselves on 800 calories a day and just try and cut some weight really quickly. And it's like, okay, I can see what you're doing, but is that actually sustainable? Yeah. You know, can you do that on a day-to-day basis and still perform at the things that you want to perform at? Because I can imagine the brain fog on 800 calories is going to be horrendous. And all you'll think about is food and your all stomach's about, rumbling. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah. and so it's, it, it's a great way of... Reverse engineering is a great way of sanity checking that what you're trying to achieve, is it actually, actually achievable? And, and do I like the look of this plan? That's a good point as well. You know, do I like the look of this plan? Is it something that I want to do week on week, day day on day, month on month? And you know, um, because if you're looking at that, going, yeah, I've got to do (laughs) six gym sessions a week. Yeah, I've got. I mean, uh, we wouldn't prescribe six gym sessions a week because it's too much. But um, you know, if if you were looking at it, going, oh, I've got to eat eight hundred calories a day, like that's going to be horrendous you're not gonna it's not gonna be sustainable why not just make it over a longer period of time or make your goal more achievable and more realistic so that then actually you can continue to do the majority of the things that you like to do and even continue eating the majority of the foods that you like to eat Mm. because you know actually if you follow something like an 80 20 principle you can still have bars of chocolate you can still have a little bit of ice cream you can still i had i had a pizza and a cookie dough dessert the other day there you go. And I've, I'm the exact same way I was last week. Like, yeah. it's just, you can you can learn that stuff. And, um, yeah, you it's it's kind of reverse. That's, I really like that point, actually, about kind of, does that look nice? Is that something I want to do? And, again, finding that kind of, can you be consistent? All these points we're mentioning, they all slot into each other. Like, can you yeah. be consistent at that? And if six gym sessions is too much, like or five even let's say five because I think fives are the three and five three to five is like the sweet spot for mm. in my eyes. I've I've got clients who say to me, "Hey, 
I want to do something every single day. And I'm like, fair enough, because actually I personally, my personal belief is you should do something active every single day. Does that mean seven gym sessions a week? No, it doesn't. Mm. But does that mean that you can, how can, how can you look at that? If you're someone who does want to do something every single day, because we, we I've, I've spoken to people who say, I like doing something every single day. And then you're like, oh, fuck. And they're like, I want to do a gym session every day. It's like, okay, maybe not that because you need that time to recover. But why not have a walk one of these days? That's yep. going to have an impact on the goal of fat loss that you want to, you want to make. So why don't we go for a walk? Or, you know, you said you like cycling. Why don't you just go for a, like, like not even an intense cycle. Just go for a nice cycle yep. for the fact of enjoying it. Or, or some okay, rock climbing or whatever. Yeah. Like anything active. Yeah. Yeah. Or you want to get you, they're like, oh, I want to get in the gym every single day. Okay, well, why don't we make one of these days like a really, like bring down the intensity on some of your other days and make sure that we can recover from it and make sure that you split set up like that would be probably the one of the harder ones to do i'm sure you could do it but do you know what i mean like just if you whatever you want to do do it in a way that's sustainable rather than just going for the biggest the biggest and best thing if that is the end goal of getting to five sessions a week and you know on the two other days doing you know a bit of rock climb or something else i mean that might be a bit overkill i think but my point is again. That's an awful analogy I've just used there. My point is, um, you should want to do it, right? You should want to do it, and it should be something you can consistently do. Yeah. That that's that's ultimately it, and that's ultimately what kind of reverse engineering comes down is. Then you've you've got a end goal that you're working towards. You know where you are now. You've got all the steps along the way, and it allows you to look at what your barriers are. Like mm. what is stopping you yeah. getting there? Like. If you've got kids and you know that you have to pick them up every day at two o'clock or three o'clock or whatever your time it is, well, you're not going to plan a gym session in for two or three o'clock and you might go, well, I've got to look after them all the evening, but I do have that little slot at lunchtime where I could get 45 minutes in. That might be your time or it might be, you know what, I can't get into the gym, but I will do a little home workout or go for a run while my partner's asleep or something. I'll get up 45 minutes early, an hour earlier, just to make sure that I get these things done in. So reverse engineering allows you to see where you're going how you're going to get there with steps are the steps achievable and is there anything that's going to stop you doing one of them because if it is then you can kind of cut like you can kind of like circumnavigate it and kind of going back to the analogy of having a ship in the middle of the sea and trying to get to your end destination it's it's the exact same as going what's our course what's the plot of our course because if you went straight line you might crash into you know a big bunch of rocks but if you plot that course ahead of time you go hey look Look on this map. There's there's a bunch of rocks here, and there's an entire country there. We need to go around that. You can then set the course. You can set the points that you need to hit so that you can get to your end destination successfully. Exactly, and that's one of the th- like one of the biggest uh, things that people talk uh, talk about before Christmas or before a big wedding or something yeah. like that because they just think, oh well, there's no point because of Christmas, or there's no point because I've got a wedding coming up in two weeks, and it's like, well, yeah, but you like that's only one or two days yeah you know and and we can navigate around that we can yeah we can allow you to work towards the goal that you want to achieve but equally allow you to have yeah, fun yeah. And, and enjoy those particularly special times so you know it's again it's it's about just plotting and navigating around because there's never a perfect time in life never a <laughs> no. perfect time the only perfect time is right now because yeah. now is the time that you have, you know. Well, that old Chinese proverb: "The best time to plant a tree was twenty years ago. The next best time is now." Yeah. Because your Christmas is going to happen every year. Your birthday is going to happen every year. Your best friend's birthday is going to happen every year. Your mum's birthday. Your dad's birthday. Your sister's birthday. Like 
all these things that happen every single year are always going to happen. There's always going to be people getting married, having kids. Always an excuse. There's always going to be a party. If you if you sat down now, today, listen to this. This is the 29th of December. If I sat down now and looked at my next month, I can guarantee you I could find an excuse to not start on a lot of things because there's not the right time. So we've got New Year's. Two, two three days, uh, three days away, we've got New Year's. Um, sorry, two days ago, two days away, we've got New Year's and then we go on to the next week and the next week I've got a few things on with work and then I'm going to meet up with a friend on the weekend <clears throat> who I've not seen since before COVID. So I suppose it's probably maybe I'll have some drinks. So that's, a, you know, maybe I'll start the Monday after that. But actually, on that Monday, I'm meeting up with some other friends, and then it's my brother's birthday. Do you know what I mean? And then you kind of keep going on and on. Yeah. And then the next thing you know, it's fucking February, and then you do that through February, and then it's you know, now it's 2023, and then 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 we're here. We're listening to next year's version of this podcast, just going, "Fuck! I I wish I'd started." The 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 reality is, all these things are going to happen. Life is going to throw you curveballs. I've got a knee injury at the moment, which fucking is really excruciatingly painful when I get in certain positions. But I'm just training around it. Like, yeah. it's not perfect. I can't do much else other than what I can control. And the best thing about that is, is when you take that kind of ownership of what's going on and going, look, life's always going to happen. You know, the world's going to keep spinning. Spin with it. Do you know what I mean? Like, you gotta, yeah. you got to go with the flow rather than trying to, like, tackle it. So um, finding out, you know, part of getting in shape, again, it's more than just a diet and nutrition. How do you tackle going to a wedding on the weekend? How do you tackle going out for nut drinks on the weekend and still losing that body fat? How do you tackle all of these different events and social things that come up in your life? Mm. How do you tackle that injury that you got and work around it so you can still make consistent progress? Yeah. And it's about learning how to deal with those things rather than just going, that's a roadblock, I'll never get it. You get one life, I think, and you, you've got to learn how to deal with these things. Otherwise you may as well give up now and, and not bother. Yeah. Like literally, if you if you think that's the point where you're like, oh, I can't do it because I've you know there's this and that, then don't ever try to get in shape. Because yeah. Like yeah, you're, yeah. You're, if that's always an excuse, it's always going to be, there is always going to be an excuse. So yeah. either take the excuse and go, how do I deal with this and how do I learn how to navigate this? Or how do I kind of get, you know, how do I basically... But you can't. That's it. You either find out how you do yeah. it, or you go, "I can't do it." It's, and then it's change the narrative, it isn't it? You're change, basically yeah. It's changing. Got to change the narrative, and and again, it goes back to, you know, that that thing that we said earlier of of the time's passing anyway. Mm. The time is passing anyway, and it's just find a way of making the best of that time. Yeah. And and the whole thing about health and fitness is it's supposed to be enjoyable. It's supposed to make you feel good. Yeah. You know, we're, we're not coaches to beat people up and like you know tell them that they've not done what they said they're going to do but but sometimes we have to do that but it's with their best interests at heart it's It's helping them it's tough tough love and it's helping them to get them to where they want to be because we know that the time will pass anyway yeah but they want something and so we're there to help them yeah and and we're there to make it more enjoyable and to for them to get to their goals and achieve their goals and dreams because when you get there it's fucking awesome when you get yeah. when you've done three months six months a year of sustainable habits and and consistency and, and you've shown up for yourself on a daily basis and that could even mean that you've that you've followed your morning routine for 60 days on the trot 90 days on the trot 
the feeling that you get once you get to that point is fucking awesome yeah. because you're like, I showed up to myself for myself every single day and look at the results. I look fucking awesome. Amazing, yeah. And I feel that's, good and all that's, that kind of That's stuff. so true. It, you've got to kind of look at it in that sense and just... Just get again, it's just consistency. It is consistency. Yeah. Um, and you mentioned morning routines there, and this is our last point. And I think this is something we're both working on at the moment. Again, myself just having moved to London, it's something that I'm now out of an old environment. I've got to set it up from scratch in this new environment. And it's, it'll take, it will take, like I've got my basic one ready, but there's going to be tweaks and changes, and it'll take me maybe a month to kind of really dial it in. But for the most part, it's, you know, 80% of it's there. And it's all about winning the morning, you win the day. And there's there's a lot of self-help books out there. There's a lot of like motivational speakers who say, make your bed. And again, it's one of those things that you go, fucking make my bed, do you know what I mean? Like, what the fuck? It's like, again, you might have a coach who said, oh, we need to work on your stress management or like not going on TikTok for an hour before bed because that's what's like causing this knock-on effect of other things happening. And you go, fucking, I just want to watch some TikToks, do you know what I mean? Like, whatever. Yeah. But actually... It's, it's one of those things that you start the day off with a bit of routine. Like my morning routine now, I get up, big glass of water, hygiene, whether that's like jump in the shower or not or whatever it is, like um, jump in the shower, brush my teeth, have my water, then I go out for a walk and then I come back, I do my journaling and then I plan my day out and then that's that. So if I know that I'm going to the gym later, maybe I'll skip the shower and I just go straight off the gym. But for the most part, that is my solid routine. Every single day, I aim to do that. And if you can get that done, I've controlled my entire morning. A lot of people will get up and kind of get out of bed. It's like a different time than normal. Then you kind of like, right, what have I got on today? Then you go down and you, you know, it's, you're kind of out of routine. Whereas if you're in that routine of, I get up and for the first hour of my day, I do this, 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 and this order, you've, you've won the morning you're in a position now where you are in a really good position that's why i think both of us would suggest planning out your day at the end of a morning routine because you can not only set up a really cool like way to get yourself in the in the in in the mood for the day and, and kind of get into get good into the, good headspace day, yeah. but you've also got the rest of your day planned out you're like right i need to i need to like at this time of year it's like i need to do my taxes i'm gonna do my workout at 12 o'clock I'm gonna go to the gym and then after that I need to pick the kids up and then you know what today is Sunday I need to do my meal prep so I'm gonna do my meal prep at eight o'clock because kids will be in bed and I've got an hour and I can pop some Netflix on while I'm doing it or something like that so it's you win the morning you win the day and I think the biggest thing that's come out for that for me and something that I've tried I, I don't always do this and I need to get better at it but coming off my phone in the morning because mm. What you're trying to do with a morning routine is standardize your morning to standardize it into a place where you are not at the kind of, you know, the, you're not at the, at the mercy, the of mercy time. of, yeah, well, yeah, the mercy of time sounds very, yeah. deep, but <laughs> you're not at like the mercy of something external impacting yeah. you. So yeah. if I get up in the morning, I can't tell you how many times that I've woke up in the morning and within 10 seconds, something's stress me out or wound me up or something I've been like what the fuck's this or confuse me and it's kind of thrown off two three hours or sometimes even my whole day because I've been yeah. like what the fuck and then I'm chasing my tail if I don't check my phone in the morning I wake up I've done that I've got my you know I've had my shower I've planned where I'm going to the gym I've planned my uh, food for the day if I'm doing that I've got my plan of what work needs to be done for that day in terms of you know do I need to talk to this client do I need to plan someone's uh, training in do I need to 
you know, whatever it is that I need to do in that day, I know what times I'm doing that at. Then at that point when I look at my phone, not only am I awake, it's been a part of the day, I know what I need to do and a plan of action of when I'm gonna do it. If I do get that text through then that's, that's for some whatever reason stressed me out, I'm in a better position to be able to handle it and deal with it. I've not just woken up where I'm like fucking what like that and yeah. you're, you're probably maybe not even processing things as good as you could do mm. in a better headspace. You're awake, you're alert, you're like, right, cool. Like, what, what can we do about this? And because you've also had a very successful first hour of the morning, it's almost like a load of little mini wins. You're not like, you don't come and go into the day and go, fuck, like shit, I've got this and that and you're all over the place. You're like, I've smashed that. This has come up. It's inconvenient, but you know what? How, how about we move that thing that I've got three o'clock an hour later and I deal with that right then at that time. Yeah. And you put yourself in a position where you've standardized things and you're in, you, you ultimately can go in and win the day. So win the morning, win the day, I think yeah, is a big it, one. It carries momentum in, into the day, doesn't it? So as you say, you've, you've had those those series of wins and and also like you know making your bed sounds like such a simple menial task yeah. and and it's something that uh, you know still to this day uh, it confuses me that people don't actually make their bed you know people like coming home to a bed that's not made is in itself adding to the stress yeah. of the day so if you've already had a stressful day and you come home your bed's a mess like what the hell and and it's also it shows the respect that you have for yourself. It's your you know, the respect that you yeah. have for your future self. Like, if you're going to come home, your bed's a mess. Like, that's not a nice thing to look at. If you come back and your bed's made and it's like, yeah, I'm ready to jump in. And it's, it's kind of like, as you say, creating your environment, not only your physical environment, but your mental environment. It's doing things for yourself first thing in the day yeah. to set yourself up to yeah. have the best day possible. And that's, it's banking tasks and banking wins for yourself to give you that buffer throughout the day and to give you that platform to work from. Um, you know, if, if you're due in at work at 8.30 and you get up at 8.25, I can guarantee you there's 500 things that could derail you in those five minutes. Yeah. You know, there's literally like so many things that could come in and just change the whole path of your day but if you've got up in the morning and as you say even if you've just done 20 minute half hour walk that has already contributed to your steps it's already contributed to your activity it's already contributed I, to I your mindset I think I come back like 5,000 steps in the morning it's half my day target and I'm, I'm barely even start, I haven't yeah. even started my day properly yeah and one of the things I started doing towards the end of last year was started getting up at 5am don't know why I decided to do it uh, but you know, I've started doing it and, and going to the gym. So literally I get to eight o'clock in the morning. I've done a gym session. I've had my first meal and listened to a half hour audiobook. Yeah. And I've done 80% of the steps I need to do for the day. So that's a big one. I think is with your morning routines, uh, there's, I, <laughs> if you go onto YouTube and you type in morning routine, um, you get some right bullshit. You get all these, you know, billionaire morning routines, millionaire morning routines. And they're like fucking three hours. It's like, get yeah. up, do this, do that. Like, you know, make some kombucha, homemade. <laughs> like, you know, it's like fucking what? And, you know, when you go milk the goats, you're like, I don't even have it. Like, <laughs> it's just the most ridiculous shit. Like, and you're like, I can guarantee if you're a billionaire, you do not have five hours in the morning no. to be dedicated no. to that. Um, it's it's just it's not what happens and it's it's some fucking moron on YouTube just going oh this is what you need to do 
morning routine just needs to be something simple yep. that gets you into the frame. It's kind of like that whole, um, people use, um, I think they call it grounding. It's like, uh, let's say you've got an office in, in the house. You only, you never take your phone in there. You only go into, you only ever go in to do work. You make sure, maybe for you, like I know someone who's got an office in his house. He, he has a box outside on the, on, the, on the edge. He puts his phone on it, silent mode. Um, he goes in in only work clothes. He can never, if he, if he wanted to go in and get something out, like he's really fucking strict on it. If he wants to go in and get something out, he has to change, at least put like some jeans on or something. He can't go in in a hoodie or something like that. Because he goes, I'm so used to doing work when I'm in here and not being distracted that I don't want to kind of break that cycle. Yes. So he goes in and then whenever he goes in that room, he's kind of, that is his space. And it's kind of like the trigger for him to go work time and focus. And he says, it sounds ridiculous, but it's the most like consistent and the most productive I've ever been because I take it so seriously that yeah. I sat and he says, you know what? Yeah, it is, sometimes it is a bit stupid and it's a bit of an annoying thing. But the amount of time I save, I've saved, I'm saving myself two, three hours a day because I'm actually working in those yeah, four yeah, or five yeah. hours. When you actually go into the office, you are working and that's yeah. all you're doing. So and that's it, what it, morning routine yeah, is. Yeah, exactly that. And, and it's like for me when I'm working with racing drivers, one of the key things that we work on is their routine before, like on race day. Yeah. Because one of the, and one of the most common things I get is I suffer with pre-race nerves and, and yeah, they, they've got adrenaline, you know, they're literally by the end of the day, they've exhausted all their adrenaline mm. sources completely. Um, but it's literally, if you've got a routine in place, if you have something that you do every single day, then it's a very grounding, it's a very centering thing to do. So it's kind of, it just brings you back to what you know. It's reliable. Yeah, it's reliable and you know it's a great platform for you to to jump from essentially. And, and uh, ultimately I think, you know, for any of our clients we're working with, if if you're listening to this and we haven't gone through a morning routine yet, then 100%. Yeah, we're, doing this, we're doing this on Sunday. If yeah, not, 100%. If you're this before Sunday... Um, we're doing this on Sunday. Morning yeah. routine's a big part of it. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, for sure. You know, I, th I think that's something that we should address before 2022 is just yeah. get those routines and that habit stacking in place. Yeah. Um, so with morning routines as well, another big one, um, and I think a lot of people quote the book, um, Eat That Frog by... Uh, Eat That Frog by Brian... I want to say Brian Tracy. I want to say Brian Tracy. I'm going to look it up while we're searching. But essentially, it's about getting, you know, um, the big stuff, the stuff that you don't really want to do first or the stuff that's a priority done early in the morning. So for you, like you're saying, you get up at five o'clock, um, eat that frog by Brian Tracy. Yeah, it is. Um, you get up first thing in the morning and, okay, yeah, your morning routine, like we were saying before, it's not this ridiculous six-hour-long thing that you've got yeah. to do. But you know what? What's important to you in that morning routine? So for me at the moment, it's I want to get that journaling done. I want to get some steps in and just just not even to get the steps in. It's more to get outside and just wake myself up and kind yeah. of you know, take some stuff in without being on my phone. Um, sometimes, that, in fact, I, the only thing I will do on my phone is I will put an audio book on, but I usually use Siri to try and do something. Nice. Like as much as I yeah. can, like the least I can be on it. Um and I usually, I have a focus mode set for the morning, which blanks all notifications as well. And it turns on off and on. Um, it's literally called morning routine. Like if I go my focus modes now, you can see it there, morning routine. Yeah, that's um, so good. And it just turns itself on and off. So that morning period is like I'm trying to protect it. And 
I've forgotten. My, my brain really isn't working today. Uh, it was, oh yeah, about what's too important. So what he, that frog is basically saying is like, yeah, okay, you've got that standard bit of the morning, but maybe part of your extended morning routine is, cool, I do my morning routine and then I make sure that the first thing I do is I go to the gym and get that training session in because yeah. it's a priority for me right now and I know that, you know, a lot of a lot of time people don't get a training session in, for example, it's because things come up or a lot of time people don't get their nutrition in is because they haven't planned ahead and they haven't got stuff done. If you get your training session in done in the morning, you can't have anything come up in the day to derail you from doing that training session. Yes, it's already done, exactly. it's already ticked off. If you have your meals prepped, for example, and you know in work, sometimes they bring pizzas in or burgers in or you know, fucking sweets and chocolates and stuff like that, you've got your meals prepped, it's gonna be a hell of a lot easier to go, oh man, I'm feeling peckish, and going, am I peckish, am I hungry? Or am I just seeing something that's a bit of a, you know, a stress trigger for me or something like that? And then even if you are, you go, well, if I was, if this is the case that I'm actually hungry, then I have I have a meal prepped here and I don't yes. have to go for that and I can make the smart choice here because it's more in line with my goals and stuff like that. Or it might be the case that you know part of your prep is allowing yourself to include those like whatever it is. Do you know what I mean? Like eat that frog is the whole concept of basically if you had to eat a frog every single more uh, every single day, the best time to do it is the first thing because ultimately you're going to be dreading it all day long. Things can derail you, push it back, move it about get that shit done first and early. And it doesn't mean the the first thing you do, but try and get it done earlier rather than later in the day. Because, yeah. I mean, how many times have, I do it myself, how many times have you done it where you go, I'll go to the gym later, I go to the gym later, I guess at eight o'clock at night and you're like, oh, I don't yeah. want to go. Um, and you have to really drag yourself out and it's dark and it's cold and it's wet and it's raining. And you're like, oh man, but I think that's a that's a key key player in a morning routine. Yeah, massively. And, and I think the morning routine also allows you to work out what that frog is yeah you know and, yeah. and that that's a key point right it, because sometimes priorities change and you know you just you just need to get yourself uh grounded and sorted and, and just understand what really is important on that day and yeah, um yeah and I, I think again implementing that eat that frog concept mm. um through planning your day is is super important big time um yeah I think that is it. That's our kind of five tips. I mean, we could honestly talk about this for ages, but just to summarize those for anyone listening who wants a kind of a uh, little bit of a summary at the end, uh, the main tips that we want for you to help help you crush 2022 and start off nice and strong uh, is number one, get a clear, concise goal. Know where you're going and, you know, specifically what it is. The more specific you can be, the better. Um, so if that's losing weight, how much weight? Like, you know, are you going to be happy when you get to that weight? Like, what, what else do you need to do? Do you need to build muscle? Do you need to... Do you need to build healthy habits and routines? What's the end goal? Um, number, well, I'm going to go in a little bit of a different order, but secondly, with that, reverse engineer it. So, you know, what's the route along the way to get there? Like, if we were, again, using the ship analogy, if you're trying to get from point A to point B, what's in the way? Is there rocks in the way? Is there an entire country in the way? How do you circumnavigate that? What kind of milestones do you need to hit so that you can safely get from A to B and not sort of crash and burn along the way? Uh, number two is being consistent. Don't be consistent. Sorry, don't be. Don't chase perfection. Chase consistency. If you can be consistent, you are going to get a hell of a lot further than rather than having you know three days a month where you're one hundred percent spot on. You're probably going to make more progress being you know eighty percent the whole month long or whatever it is. So chase consistency, not perfection. That doesn't mean just try and fuck things off a little bit every single day, but try and show up more consistently than not. 
done is better than perfect is yes the, is absolutely is you can always refine phrase. afterwards yeah um accountability get yourself some accountability it is an objective point of view it is an eye to help you keep going whether you hire accountability through a coach or a pt whether you set up an instagram profile that just follows your fitness journey or that business you're trying to create uh you let friends know and you get a gym partner who can go with you or a parent who restricts you from something you say hey look don't let me have xyz until i've achieved this or whatever just find some way to keep yourself accountable something to make sure that you get done what you said you're going to be be doing um and then finally try and set up a, win- a morning routine win the morning win the day if you can set up a morning routine something that's going to help you get the day off to a good start and standardize your day and not throw you off you've ultimately set yourself up for a win because it's probably the best thing to do. And within that morning routine, try and include something important that's important to you. If it's getting in shape and you are really struggle with training time throughout the week, maybe you make that part of your morning routine. If you want to learn a little bit about a subject, maybe you say, hey, I'm gonna read 10 pages of this book every single morning, non-negotiable. Find some way to include what you wanna do and, and, and kind of work on within your morning routine um, and just do it consistently. If you can do that, you win the morning, you are most certainly going to win the rest of the day. And I think we both would highly recommend at the end of your morning routine, set aside 10 to 15 minutes as part of that routine to plan out the rest of your day. If you can do that, you're you're on point. And literally, it doesn't have to be anything mad. It could just be like, hey, 11 o'clock, I've got this. 2 o'clock, I've got the gym. 5 o'clock, I've got to pick this up. 8 o'clock, I'm cooking dinner. 9.30, I'm going to watch Netflix for an hour and a half or whatever. Right. Like, it can be as simple as that. It's nothing... Um, to OTT. So thank you very much for listening to this uh, episode of the podcast. Thank you very much again, Will, for coming back on. Um, Thank you. And yeah, if you've got any goals for 2022, I'd love to hear them. Please drop either of us a message on Instagram and let us know what it is. If there was a point in this podcast that you think would benefit someone else, please, please share it to someone else because I think we ultimately in 2022 from what we spoke about the other day one of our goals is to help as many people as possible this is a free resource that you can give to someone else who might help them you know smash their year and 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 start it off nice and strong um and it would be really helpful and beneficial to uh helping grow this podcast and finally uh if you've got any questions if you've got anything you'd like us to cover in future episodes of the podcast or you just want to help with anything at all then feel free to reach out on instagram um, at Jack Simons official um, and we would be more than happy to help with that um, anything else to add Will? no that's it let's go and crush 2022 absolutely crush 2022 I hope you all have a fantastic day and by the time you're listening to this I hope you all have a fantastic 2022 um, and absolutely crush any goals that you have got cheers guys